I just sent you guys nice. both the link to the video I was watching. It's important vibe to start off with. The thing is, his gun is incredible. Uh, his gun has got some bling on it or something. Yeah, oh, that's an extender. That's a clip extender. A clip that... extender. Yes, I should know. I play enough Warzone loadouts. I should see. I should recognize that. But it's like style. This guy's got a battle pass. Oh, yeah. Big battle pass energy coming off this guy. What is that? This is just a fun game they play. Is this fun? It's fun. Look, they love. I mean, they're, they're all on the same page. It's true. Everyone's got a gun ready to rock <laughs> at a moment's but, notice. But they're also they, they they recognize it as a joke as well. Oh, yeah. It's clearly a bit. It's a bit. I, it's great. This is great. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, I don't yeah. know if that was a bit for that lady. Yeah, Jesus. Well, I didn't like that one. <laughs> oh. Okay, that one's got to be a bit. That one's a bit. Okay, well, one of those wasn't a bit, and that's the danger of this bit. So, you know. <laughs> that's, that's, where, it, that's where carrying a gun and pointing it at people goes wrong. <laughs> that's, that. you know, I instantly, I saw the error of my ways. You know, I'm glad we watched this video I was telling you about, Griffin, before we watched this one was a uh, it was like in some game. I couldn't tell what it was, but there was just one guy and he was like using voice chat to be like, Simon says, turn left. Simon mm -hmm. says, turn right. And there were like seven other characters on the screen. And if people did the Simon says thing wrong, they just got shot and died. And it was just like a slow trimming of the fat until there was just like the one guy left. And it was like, celebrate, hooray. You win yeah, man, that's cold. And they did that in a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's basically what these guys are just doing IRL. Yeah, I know. These guys are like the next level. Yeah. And I guess that's why it's not as fun. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why it's a little scarier. <laughs> um, I can't, you know, I, when I get scared, I laugh. It's hard to tell if it's funny or just scary. That's why Griffin's nose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, are, are we shredding some, some vapors? What, are, what am I hearing? Uh, we're shredding uh, some some Game Boy making Soylent. Oh, Natalie's making Soylent. It sounded like you were Natalie just... Natalie bought like a month and a half supply of Soylent. <laughs> oh, damn. How's it going? Have you tried it? Uh, I mean, it tastes like pancake batter. Yeah, there are worse things you're something to taste like. Yeah, that's pretty good. Isn't, isn't it that famously made from people? Yeah. Yeah, people taste like pancake batter. No, I like, mean like the instant pancake batter that you that, buy. Like, what was that movie though? Soylent Green. Soylent Green. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, we can, we can read, we can, we can, you know, make Th this these brand people better. Are like, the memorable part of this title is green. No one's gonna remember Soylent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a cool movie about how good and cool it is to eat people. That and was it, the whole point. I remember people, my favorite line. Right at the start of the movie when Charlton Heston says, you know what I love? Drinking people. That's why he's so happy at the end when he yells, soil and green is people. Yeah. He's so happy. Do you think they could? Great news. They, could, <laughs> I, I, they should have turned that into a commercial right there as free advertising. Ooh, that tastes good. It tastes good. People taste good. People taste good. You heard it people here first. Like, if, if, if people do taste like pancake batter, then uh, we've been gaslighting Hannibal uh, for a long time. Natalie, come drink Soylent directly into the microphone. Yeah, let's, see what, it so, let's see what it sounds like to drink Soylent. Can we get a slurp? Uh, uh, yeah, some some slurp ASMR right now. Uh, Auditory what? slurp memory responders. ASMR. Um, damn. Uh, hey, we're back. 
boys and gals. Yeah, welcome we did to it. another episode of the Game Boys podcast. We're still loose <laughs> okay. goose, oh, and shit, also, she's coming. oh wait, is it just time for the slurp? Soylent. Hell yeah! Yeah, do it. Here I go. Here we go. Oh yeah! Wow, that's a slurp. It tastes, it tastes a lot better with the raspberry. Mm. It like makes the sweetness feel like it has a place. I imagine. Yeah, that checks mm-hmm. out. I like a right? berry pancake. Hard to think of something a, a raspberry would ruin. I think it's a lot better. The pancake better taste is just kind of maybe like a like a sweet and sour <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> yes, that would this be a weird good. combo. But yes, it's anyways the Game Boys podcast. We're back. I'm Lux. <laughs> He's Griffin. Uh, he, oh, and it's warm. Here's the cool thing about this episode is we're sticking loosey goosey, and more importantly, for the first time ever, we've got a guest doing back to back jacks. Rory Blank's back again. <laughs> to second week in a row. What a world. Hey, everybody. I'm extremely available. <laughs> I mean, for podcasts. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend is in the room. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. She's, is she, is she, has she played Disco Elysium? Can we get her on as well? No, wait. Uh, Natalie, what would can, can you describe your thoughts on Disco Elysium? It's funny voice acting. Can't lie about it. Yeah. Uh, all, yeah, what are your thoughts on the all game? All boys want to do is they play Disco Elysium and lie. I'm too busy playing Animal Crossing. Okay, yeah. Oh, we can do an Animal Crossing corner maybe in a little bit. Fair enough, yeah. If, if Natalie wants to jump on and talk about Animal Crossing, we've been doing regular Yeah, you updates. want to jump on a little bit and talk about Animal Crossing? I play in a way that people don't like. That, oh, you that's play. what we love to hear. We talk about Perfect. Like, the moral implications of time travel, but... Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. We'll get there. Yeah, Natalie, <laughs> let's uh, we'll try and shanghai you onto this in a little bit. But first... Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a honk on the horn when it's time. <laughs> we have a, we have something of a, a topic this week, more so even than last week, which is uh, Disco Elysium's out on Mac, baby, and it uh, kicks ass. Hell yeah. Yeah, I bought it during the last episode. It's true. If you, yeah, <laughs> and there's a real distinct continuity from there to here, for sure. Um... It fucking rules, you guys. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it even more than I like. You couldn't have pitched a game more in my Q zone. I feel like than what people told me this game was, and I love it sure. even more than I expected that I would. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's it's tight as hell. Um, and and it, I think my number one takeaway from the beginning is just like <laughs> when like the 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 sense of. Um, just like narrative ideas, philosophy, like it's like, um, and comparing that to like what it's like on console gaming, like it made me think a lot about the difference between like the ideas that can occur on a console and the ideas that occur on like PC games. Uh, and they're wildly different. Like, like in, like on a PlayStation four, like the, the greatest thought you can get like, is like fucking call of duty. And they're like, Oh yeah. Being a child soldier is terrible. Let's do a level where you play as one. Like that's about as like good as it gets on consoles. And then like over here, I'm like talking to a character about advanced race theory on like level one. <laughs> yeah. That guy fucking it's wild. Head. It's incredible. These, these, these PC people, they're operating on, on, on different wavelengths. Yeah. I mean, it does, it does do kind of medium is the message thing where like you can make a game with big ideas and less graphic sort of like ambition on PC. And this game looks awesome. It's just not like yeah. high tech graphics. It's like really cool stylized graphics and you can do it on PC in a way. You can't go with on console and console leans so much more into like you're playing this on like a 4K 60 inch TV. So what we want to give you is a big Vista and a cool dragon. 
Um, mm-hmm. Which I feel like I would have a miserable time playing it on console. Also, yeah, it would be very like, hard to navigate the dialogue. So I, mean, I know, I know they are releasing it like for PlayStation and Xbox at some point this year, and that just like just because of the interface of it, that sounds viscerally unpleasant. Yeah, no, but it's also just like the the, the like the smartest story that can be told on a console is being a dad is hard. Like that's the smartest we've gone so far with narratives on consoles and. Uh, guys, maybe I'm just excited because uh, I'm a PC gamer now. So, oh yeah, Griffin um, made his computer a boot camp. I, uh, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm crossed over to the other side, and I'm already looking down at all of you. Yeah, Griffin's gotten a lot more unbearable <laughs> in the past <laughs> few days since he partitioned his hard drive. Yeah, and guys, it worked. If you have a dream and a hard drive, uh, you can do this too. Uh, it only took me a couple, like about an hour to do. I partitioned my drive, downloaded Windows 10, and I got, I'm got i downloading all sorts of PC games. I mean, it's a blessing and it's a curse because... I walk around overwhelmed now with the possibilities. I'm kind of like a doctor, doctor Manhattan, doctor PC. It's a lot of power and responsibility being a, an absolute elite gaming hero. I'm, I'm, I'm hovering about two feet off the ground in my office chair. Just thinking about a clock. (laughs) Um, yeah, but this game, this game kicks ass. Uh, it's, so if anyone hasn't played or thought about this game or like, didn't listen to our game of the year thing where Hunter explained it, basically, you play as a detective, you lost your memory, you're in a, a bad part of town, in a town that has a lot of fucking history. Um, a lot. Yeah, a lot. A lot really, of really, A lot of really interesting, well thought out history. the most historical town. Yeah. It's like, if you remember <laughs> playing, like, the Witcher games, the parts where it's like, wow, I can't believe they have three paragraphs about the Empire. And this game is just, like, punts that into the ocean. It's like, why don't you read a quick book, dude? Um, yeah, it's incredible. And and so you're trying to solve the mystery of who hung this this soldier man in the backyard of the hotel you're staying in. And also who did all this damage to stuff, which turns out to be uh, you mostly. And uh, and it's really it's really incredible. You it's well, okay, I'll, I'll jump into one of my favorite things really quick, which is one thing we talk about this podcast a ton is how much I like it when games have multiple solutions to problems, um, no. including solutions that aren't obvious or even necessarily flagged. And this game is that. To the fucking absolute limit. Or not even solutions that are smart or good. Right. Well, this game does another thing I like, which is that you can do the thing you want and the thing you want can be bad. Yeah. But but then there's like a choice where it's like, well, that's bad and inefficient and insane. Like, like, like a lot of times there's like in games, there's a moral choice, but there's there's a clear calculus of like why you'd pick one or the other. And it's like based on your morality. Sometimes in this one, it's like. You're, you, you, there's a lot more role playing. Yeah. Uh, well, involved. the characters are a lot denser than they are in any other game I've ever played. So a lot of those choices are less about your morality than their morality and like how they work. Yeah. Um, I mean, which is yeah, the, so fascinating and, and so hard to like really describe like this game to someone who hasn't like played these types of games before or anything like that. Like, I know I'm not a big point and click person, so I'm this is I'm still kind of like a, a noob in this genre. Um, I mean, but well, I guess what I, what I would describe this game as like the opening scene, you like wake up hungover in your hotel room and it's like an ordeal to even just like find and put on your clothes and you can die. I did. From, I died. Yeah. You can die in the very first room. <laughs> cool. Look at tough guy Rory stuff over up. here. Lux, how'd you die? Uh, I turned on the light and I, so I made my character like basically have no physical ability and just be like a, a 
like a brain lord. Well, he is no, he was really dumb and really weak, but was very fast and very emotionally sensitive. Oh, Hell okay. yeah, like me. Yeah, like you, like you, Rory, the person in real life. I'm fast and dumb and sensitive. Yeah, and um, he, I turned on the light in my hotel room and failed an endurance check and then died of a heart attack because I only had one HP. That's so funny. Yeah. So you have to you have to kind of spec a, a character um, in the beginning and you have like 24 different things you can put into you that makes up who you are. Um, and you can pick preset ones like I did. And I just picked kind of a, a guy that has like a lot of like emotion and empathy. And but I'm not very smart or strong. Um, and so far, that's been the worst uh, to do because a lot of the solutions, a lot of the problems I've encountered so far are either I'm too dumb for or not strong enough. <laughs> But I'm sure that changes over time. It, it does. Um, okay, so let's like, okay, I think a good example is, I know Rory and I did this differently. I wonder how you did it. Um, so there's a part in the game, I think a good example of like how cool this game can be and how deep it can be is the mm-hmm. measure head stuff. Yeah. Um, so part of the game, uh, and we'll get more into its politics eventually, but part of the game is that there's a strike happening at the harbor and you need to get past the striking, the sort of locked harbor gates that are locked by the strike and into the harbor to talk to a guy about uh, this body and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the guy guarding the button to open the harbor gate is this huge dude named Measurehead who loves phrenology and advanced race theory. Enough that he has it tattooed on yeah, his head. He has his own phrenological chart tattooed on his bald head. Um, and your options that it presents you with are try to fight him and he's a giant or convince him that you think his race theories are good. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can do other stuff. Yes, you can. Than sex. So what did you do, Griffin? Um, well, first I fucked up and uh, I like uh, I tried to tried to convince him that I believed in his race theory and he didn't believe he didn't <laughs> okay, believe me. I was me. really hoping because that was the one where either Rory nor I did. So I wanted to know what happened. <laughs> I tried to go and, and he was like, no, you you don't really believe it or whatever. And then I had to I had to come back. OK, but, um, but what happens Rory. is you gain a thought and you gain the advanced race theory thought. And then you put that into your thought cabinet and you walk around for a few hours until you fully thought about that thought. And then you come back and you can use that thought. Yeah. And some of those thoughts, some of those thoughts give you like extremely wild powers or negatives. And it's very interesting. Yeah. And I fully don't understand it either. And and that's one weird thing about this game. I'll say is like, it doesn't explain a lot about the systems. It does not hold your hand at all. And, And so like the systems are fascinating, but at times you're like, I hope what I'm doing isn't like totally ruining my playthrough right now because like I'm not sure exactly how the days work yet or like if you can like, you know, ruin missions by not doing them on the right day. Like a lot of confusing stuff there. Um, Yeah, it's it. You can fuck things up in all kinds of ways just by what you say or who you interact with. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So, Rory, how did you how did you deal with measure with Measurehead? Uh, I went through every single dialogue option about his racial beliefs and then uh, tried to fight him and he (laughs) like crushed my hand. Uh, Yes. Yeah. And then I fucked around for a bit and then came back and then like I boosted, I think my my or one of my stats enough to try to fight him. Nice. And first punched him and then gave gave him a spin kick and shouted disco fire i think <laughs> and then you 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 made it past yeah um i think like one of his cronies says something about like acknowledging you as being a superior person since you incapacitated 
<laughs> nice. That fucking rules. So that's cool. That's crazy. I love the spin kick. That's a really nice detail. That's amazing. Um, I uh, was far too weak to try to fight him. I had a 3% chance of success. Mm-hmm. Um, and I refused to become a racist. So I was like, I'll come back to this when I figure it out. Um, and eventually I found that you can find there's a crazy weird kid in Kuno who's kind of tragic and kind of sad, but oh also my God. a fucking psycho Jesus! Um, in the backyard. And you can find the path to his hideout, which leads to the roof. And if yes. you do a good job, you can jump from the roof to the back of the harbor and climb yep. in that way. Yep. And that's how I got in. Um which which has made my whole game be at a really weird pace because I spent a lot of time doing side quests and like weird groundwork things <laughs> day one because I was like, I can't get past this guy. And then day two, I accidentally sent my my partner, Kim Kitsurugi, your co-cop, Kim Kitsurugi. I sent him away to take the body in for processing. And so I was just been solo dolo on my own for a whole day. Yeah, I got a lot done, but it's like it's really crazy how much it changes the flavor of um, dude, stuff. I fucking I fucking love Kim. I love Kim so much. He's the perfect foil to your mess. He's like this like put together like guy, but he has an interesting backstory. Like I think the first time the game like really like kind of like jaw dropped me on terms of like what topics it would cover wasn't even measure ahead, but like the first time you're walking towards uh the strike and there's like a taxi guy who like says something to Kim and then Kim just like calls him out for being a racist and talks about like how his like how like who which people came to you know the area first and it like just got super heavy super quickly and i was like damn like this game is just gonna go there like uh i was like okay yeah i have not played a game like this um but yeah all the characters are are, are very well fleshed it's fucking hilarious to see to hear like felix biederman (laughs) be like the scab leader yeah, right. There's the I thought I didn't know for sure, but a bunch of the Chapo guys are like in the, throughout this and like play characters throughout, right? Yeah, Felix yeah. Felix is the scab leader, which I think is hilarious. Um, and if you question the scab leader enough, it's pretty obvious that he is not a worker, uh, but was hired by the company to like lead the str- the scabster. Um, yeah, which is very funny. Uh, what's his Virgil Texas is the smoker guy on the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's a few more people in there too. It's really funny. But the game is yeah. is I mean I don't like it's it's like a pretty outwardly like socialist game, I would say. Um well, it's interesting. This game draws like distinctions between like socialism, communism, like other types of leftism and how it talks, which is like like it's it's so far beyond like it would be enough for me if there was a game where it was like communists maybe have a point and I'd be like wow so fucking forward thinking yeah um for a game but this game is like communists maybe have a point but socialists have a different point and maybe they're not the same thing and are irreconcilable or maybe they're not and like right some people just care about workers and don't have a political framework and like there's also like liberalism versus neoliberalism and like mm-hmm. it gets into like such deep political theory shit that is just like my like so much more than it like. It's it's not even like comparable to any other game that I've played in that kind of way. Like yeah. no other game has even like addressed the idea that like there might be a difference between two different people who think workers should have rights. Right. And, you know, for like in like Lux, like this is like shit that you know so much about. For me, I'm like a basic, you know, I'm a basic hashtag hot girls for Bernie Rose Twitter account. 
you know, I take selfies for the movement because that's where my power lies. Um, but I, for the first time, yeah, I'm being confronted with a lot of these ideas for the first time. Um, and it makes me feel good because I haven't read a book in a long time. I think this or, is the first novel that I've read in several years. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the full text of, of the script for this game is about twice the length of Infinite Jest. I mean, I believe it. Which I have never read and never will read. Eh, you're not mm-hmm. missing a lot. The, vo- the voice acting in Infinite Jest is bad anyways. <laughs> yeah, and there's not enough communists anyways. You should oh. check the chat, by the way. I saw the picture you posted of the of the, of the two men kissing. Yeah, yeah. What, what is that from? Um, I, I just... I just searched for for Kim Kitsuragi, and this is one of the first <laughs> yeah. pictures that came up. Oh, it's just yeah, him and Harry kissing. It's, that yeah. should be that should be the image for the episode. Uh, we can do that. I can I can think I can figure out how to make that happen. I have to yeah. look at anger, but I can try to figure it out. Um, yeah, it's it's just like yeah, my my main takeaway from that character, by the way, is just that I really want a bomber jacket now. Oh, oh yeah, it's so cool. And the way he stands, it's just dope. He's the perfect foil. Uh, and it seems like I'm l- going to be learning even more about him. He seems like a more nuanced guy. I've only finished the first day. Um, so I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, the art, At this point man, in my playthrough, he thinks I'm insane, I think. Like, he truly thinks I'm a madman. Well, man. he should. He should think you're insane. Yeah, especially because I've been playing my dude crazy wild. But the game also reminds you, they're like, don't worry. You can say insane shit because you're a cop. And I love that reasoning. Like, the game encourages you to be like, don't worry. Don't play it safe because you're a police officer. And narratively, it does make sense that no one would fuck with you if you, like, walk into a store and say, I'm a god. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's, like, this crazy balance where it's like, some characters you have to like use like logic and precision through the uh, conversation options, like get what you want out of them. But other characters, if you like act like a psycho, it throws them off balance and then like they'll do what you want. And it's like it's so varied and so cool with just like how different every interaction is in that game. Shit, um, there's a lot. Rory, okay, so, the, so there's a lot of, of fan yeah, art a lot of Kim about, and Harry fan yeah, about yeah, them I'm, kissing. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't know anything about politics. I've kind of just gone down the hole of looking for <laughs> no, is good. Harry no, Kim this, slash art. I'm, this is good. Which I'm, there's so much of. I'm right click saving to download all these. <laughs> I like this one in particular because it reminds me of the section in Moby Dick where uh, Ishmael is uh, disturbed in bed by Queequeg drunk and getting in bed with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. So similar romantic tones. Yeah. Wow, this. Um, so I never really ahead. thought about. I mean, I hope this is a play a possible pl- uh, playthrough right here. They're offering maybe, maybe that would be tight. I would. I hope it's not a spoiler. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Can, can this game even have spoilers? Everything feels so variant across game. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that is the thing. Is I'm excited about, especially as the game keeps going. Is like we're gonna have such different playthroughs that that it'll be fun to just keep talking about this game and like what we did. Yeah. Um, um, so Rory, what are some of your like favorite moments or big takeaways so far? I'm curious uh, what was big I, and good for you. The biggest thing so far for me, honestly, is that I end up feeling paralyzed by it a lot because there are so many different options for how to go through every conversation. I think I've wasted a lot of time that I could have been spending working on investigating different things by the fact that I'm just so curious about how every single uh, different 
article on every conversation tree goes that I've just gone through most of them and most of the interactions that I've had. Yeah. And anytime it comes to any kind of bifurcation where like there's some sort of decision I have to make, I end up getting like just panicked about it. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Th- that's a true thing for me, too. I. I mean, I've, I've not been quite that paralyzed as you're describing. I've been OK making choices, but there are times where like I have to like walk out of the room and go have a cigarette. I mean, no, I, because the I've game been, is based on dice rolls. If it's, so for people who haven't played it, like all the big decisions and dialogue and big m- actions you can take are all dice roll determined by your skills. So if your skills are low, you have a shitty percent chance of doing something. And if you up your skills, then there's a higher percent chance. But like I've fucking failed on like a 72 percent chance and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Well, That's I, devastating when that happens. Devastating. Yeah, it's brutal. I finally figured out what the math is of the dice. Like okay, an hour and a half ago. Explain it to me uh, okay. if you can. So the target number you're going for is affected by like various things, right? So like it'll be like 12. It'll be like uh like it'll be like empathy 12. Mm-hmm. And then it takes your empathy stat, whatever that is, and then you roll the dice and add those two together, mm-hmm. and that gives you the number. And do you have um, to do you have to equal the number or beat the number? I think you have to equal it. Okay. Or beat um, it. Yeah, equal or beat it. Okay. Interesting. Um, and so then it's like, so it's like, say there's like an empathy 10 challenge and you have five empathy, you'd have to roll a five or better on mm-hmm. two dice. And so that's pretty cool. Then also throughout, there's like a million mini modifiers where it's like, if you like, I was able to connect and empathize with Kuno, the kid in the backyard, because I punched him in the face and it earned his respect. <laughs> um, and so when I clicked empathy, it was like plus one for earning his respect. And so like that's. <laughs> So there's like these mini modifiers in there, too. So it's like hard to keep track of and guess everything. But I figured out how they compute the percentages. And that but, made me feel like so much less insane. But they do yeah. add those modifiers. If you hover over, it yeah. says like, oh, plus one because you did that and stuff. So like when I went to go talk to the the union leader, uh, because I sat in his chair, it gave me minus one confidence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I was it's like, like damages your morale and health I was, to sit uh, yeah. in the chair for too long. I know. I was like, I was like, God damn it. Why did I sit in this hell chair? This hell chair is draining my health, my morale, everything. <laughs> yeah. It's, God, it's, I so don't like, trust that guy. Uh, yeah. Me neither. But he's like, it's tough. It's tough because there's not like a, it doesn't seem like there's a truly good left character either. But everyone seems evil. Everyone seems like, oh, fucked I, mean, up. I, I think that that's an important lesson that also yeah. needs to be taken into account on its own with characters like the union leader because uh i mean if you go through several historical conflicts that have happened uh the leaders of unions are not necessarily on the same side as the members of the union yeah that happens Uh, that happens a lot that happened in uh, 2019 a lot in 2020 yeah yeah hey hey, wga how are you doing (laughs) Uh, good to hear from you um yeah totally it's it he's really sketchy and gross and there's it's Ugh, the the morale shit I love. So my guy's gotten like the hardcore communist thought trait. Yeah. Uh, the Meslo did, economics. I, I thought about um, trying to also internalize fascism just because of the fact that I have communism internalized currently. And I want to see if anything would happen if I tried to <laughs> internally synthesize both thoughts simultaneously. So here's uh, something I'm confused about, me, guys, Stalin. is like some of these thoughts they don't show any positive buffs so why do i internalize them most of them give you a negative buff while you're learning them oh and then once you've internalized them give you a better one so like i had one that like made me distracted so my logic went down but then when it finished i had it gave me perception plus three and like 
something else minus one, which is like pretty strong in this game. Oh, okay. yeah. So this, I think the best so, one that I, wow. I've got is uh, Superstar or some kind of Superstar, where if you like just follow every tree option where you, you say that you did something because I'm a Superstar cop. This is what a Superstar cop would do. Uh, well, while you have that thought like internalized, you get a negative two to logic. But after you're done, you get like a bunch of different buffs. Hmm. Okay. Cool. So the thought cabinet is like the best way to up your skills, really. It's mm-hmm. the best way to make big jumps, but it's less predictable. Yeah. And, that, and that's what's so crazy with this game is like, I'll, I'll admit it. I fucking died twice, once from health and once from morale and lost like 45 minutes of progress. It, I've. I've- Died several times. <laughs> Gotta be saving dog, but yeah, I think for like real. In, in the middle of trying to get the body into the fridge, if if you did that, oh, I didn't because I didn't get it down until like eleven at night, and Kim was like, "We're going to bed," and I was like, "Okay, well, I will pick oh, up you can the do it the next day." Yeah, uh, I just have to take it for processing in the morning. I was like, "Fuck this fridge, I don't need it." Yeah, uh, when I was trying to get the body in the fridge, I kept failing checks, and then like every after it got to a point where like every time I failed a check, my morale would go down. And then a thought bubble popped up. It was just like, like the word "fuck it." And if I I chose, I I tried to like argue against it, but it kept going and giving me like increasingly bleak and pessimistic options on what what was going to happen. And then just it faded to black. And then the newspaper thing popped up that just says like "cop gives up." Yeah, right. So when your morale drops, there's like a newspaper that says like loser cop gives up headline yeah, front page headline. When I turned on that light and things went wrong for me, it was like cop suffers heart attack in decre- like decrepit hotel room. Um, um, but yeah, what's fr- another frustrating thing was like, OK, they didn't tell me that you have to click the health thing to like up your health or your morale like none of that stuff is explained to you um and they don't and it seemed like a modern game that would like auto save and uh, like constantly but it doesn't auto save that often so yeah i like lost a shitload of time uh that i that i put into it which was fucking annoying um uh, yeah I, I had to backtrack after i gave up after i gave up on trying to put the body in the fridge now, can you got- can you scum save where you like literally save before every decision and like keep rolling to try to get a different outcome uh you can sort of you you can as long as you're not like actively engaged in a conversation you can save so you could hypothetically like almost do that yeah um, um yeah i i've been tempted to do that i haven't done it yet but i've been sorely tempted at a couple spots mm-hmm. but it's like and the other thing with the thoughts, by the way, that I just want to talk about before we get too deep into other stuff is that they also give you like powers outside your stats that are really good sometimes. Like I get an experience anytime I click on a floating sphere right now. I also get and like floating spheres are like when you notice things or like special details, you can yeah. get mm-hmm. click on those. So I get an XP every time I click on those. I get XP every time I say the communist thing. <laughs> um, and how, how you get I got those? one that lets me zoom out 20 percent further with like the. Like with the on-screen like engine, let's Wait, me zoom out. Where did you get those? Um, I got it's White Morning, Maslovian Economics. White Morning is one that lets me zoom out further. Um, Maslovian Economics is the comic is the communist one, and I forget. How do you unlock new new air new sectors of the cabinet? Uh, you can spend points. Listen, way you level up, you can either spend points on skill points or categories Ooh, in the cabinet. Crazy, crazy. Um, but yeah, so like the twenty percent zoom out thing kind of blew my mind because it like totally fucking changed the way I approached the game. Because mm-hmm. I used to be like, I see this small area and I move around and I hold down tab and I look what's in there. 
But now I can like see like almost a full block and just like hold on tab and be like, here's everything that's there. Mental map. Let's do this. Yeah, um, for sure. Oh. And it's a, it's a really cool and it just it totally it's I don't know. It's a really cool approach to like upgrades because like it's a really they're really looking at like every possible avenue of ways you can get stronger without just like bumping your stats up. Right. Totally. I also have negative five authority on my character right now because of the <laughs> thoughts and clothes that I have, which is hard. The other, the other crazy, crazy thing that's like unlike any game we've seen like dialogue choices and like conversations before, but this is the first game where I've seen that they, your brain is literally talking to you. Uh, like yeah, they, and items do. Yeah. Like your and items do too. And that's like the trippier part, but just starting with like the different aspects of your brain that you put, you know, points into, they, they're all talking to you during situations. So like, uh, your, um, your, 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 like empathy will talk to you, but then your authority will kick in and they'll say something. And it's, it's kind of like if inside out didn't suck. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's like if inside out was a lot more like snarky and rude, um, <laughs> Also, playing this game in COVID is kind of interesting, A, because the game talks about, like, these plague problems for a little while, which is, like, you know, classic parallels. But the other thing that's kind of fascinating is that, like, it's even harder to empathize with, like, the liberals in this game than it would have been, like, a year ago. You know what I mean? Like, they, like they're, like, saying shit that I, like, hear on the news. Yes. All the time. Right. Um, but, they're in a like, way that, but they're standing in, like, a bombed out country and it's like, fuck, that's where we're going to be. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's. It's pretty fucked. Um, now, a question about the politics. Is this a fake world completely? Like, just like fake countries, everything? Yeah. 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 It, it's like, it's, it's like, yeah. It's very it's reminiscent not. of like Soviet bloc countries. And I think that's intentional. Yeah, but, but yeah. I'm, I'm confused. Cause it's like, is it like, it seems like I was trying to place it. What it inspiration, what part of the world it's inspired from specifically. I mean, definitely Soviet bloc stuff, but then there's all this ocean stuff. So it's like Balkan states, maybe. Yeah. Um, which is also Soviet bloc area. It's it's just like a really fascinating place because the game. I mean, we talked about the history, touched on this for a second. And it's like it's the story of a lot of countries that exist in the world now where there was like a kind of autocratic monarchy situation. There was a communist revolution. It seemed to be going OK. And then some large multinational liberal entity like was like time to do interventionism and like did a war. Yeah. And then now it's like a slowly reconstructing liberal nation. Mm -hmm. um, and like, that's such a fascinating fucking setting. Cause like, yeah, the reason everyone is pissed is cause everyone lost. Like, right. There was a, there was a revolution and nobody won. Yes. Um, because even the country, even the coalition people that run everything, like had to like make a bunch of concessions to the people and like have a separate police entity, do all the policing stuff. Like, there's no winner. So everyone just seems like bombed as shit and like reasonably so. Yeah. It's crazy how like all of those intricacies of like the, the, the ramifications of, of war and politics, like that was like, just like in like three or four hours of gameplay. And I got all of that. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like how much they're jam loading you right at the top. <laughs> um, yeah. It's crazy. Speaking of, Oh, speaking of the top, here's a fun question. Is there anything you guys did at the beginning that now that you've played a little bit, you're like, Oh, I should have been more careful about that. Um, hmm. well, I'm really mad about, uh, the fact that I sent the body away when I did. I really wish I'd held off on doing that just because I really wanted those fucking boots. Oh yeah. I got them shits. Um, I it. wish I hadn't thrown the bull in the water. Yeah. Feel bad, feel bad about that too. <laughs> uh, very funny, very trippy. Uh, like they really communicate what it's like to be drugged out and hung over and not fully aware of a situation. 
Yeah, an early job of you being like, oh, yeah, I can participate in this game and just totally fucking ruin it. Like, I'm and helping. Like, and you get, like, the positive check thing and the screen turns green and the music starts to play. Yeah. And then it's just like you do the thing and they're all like, what the fuck? <laughs> you threw a ball in the bed. It's so I funny. I regret that because you can, I, I, I gave them my shot put ball. I gave them yeah. that too. And I, I could have pawned that. I could have pawned that. I could. I could have had like three real. Yeah, that yeah. that was cool. But it was also funny that like um the one the one time I died was because I also tried to punch Measurehead and he broke my fist and killed me, uh, which was just really. F- it was kind of funny though. It was kind of worth it. Like so, yeah, I, haven't, good... I haven't done anything too disastrous. But I, but like most games, I I play them safe because I feel like. Um, I want to like do what I would do if I was in this situation and try to be like pretty morally good. Um, but this game has just been encouraging me to be a little bit more wild and crazy. So I've been just like act like I've been role playing. Like I think I'm like a superstar that like just like needs to like grace everyone's lives. Uh, and it's fun. And the game has encouraged me to do that. Uh, and most games make me feel like I should play it safe. Yeah. This game does make a lot of fun. I've been playing as like a communist revolutionary who's like, Definitely not well, <laughs> mental, like mentally speaking. Um, and it's been, uh, well, that's not a huge stretch of role. Yeah, I was going to say, like, whoa, where'd you get that but from? It's, it's, but it's very fun. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he's fun yeah, to be know, me. This guy's, this guy's a little more hardline than I am about some things. Um, but it's, it's super duper fun. And it's so easy to, like, fall into the role play because like so at the beginning i was like desperate to find money because you owe like 130 real to the hotel guy yeah um i eventually got that solved because i got the rich lady to give me some money which was nice oh um, how'd you get her to give you money by doing a good job at talking to her and then getting a good role on the role ah. um you talk to her and then you're like hey, you're a rich lady can i have some money and then she's like what and then you're then you have a volition role where your brain is like you're too dignified to beg for money and then you have to roll to be like no i am not i just i refuse <laughs> i refuse to work for her she looked exact she's just like i just saw her in the final fantasy game oh i turned down her job i just took her money <laughs> but so but i figured that out but before i figured that out i pawned like everything i could find to make up the money and i ended up pawning a bunch of things that were like inroads to meeting people yes and so then meeting them has become like a real like annoying challenge because I yeah. want to like get in good with all these people. And it's like, Oh, I sold the photograph I found of like the sad, the sad soldier man. And so now I have to like really get into his brain to talk to him at all or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which is awesome. Cause it's like the game, the game had the, a lot of times games are frustrating when they're like, you have to serve multiple masters as far as what you're doing. And it's like important that you get money, but also talk to everyone, but also level up and also get items. But also da, 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 da. Right. It can be really hard to manage. This game makes those trade-offs feel like intentional and fun uh, yeah. in a way that like I really fucking love that I like cannot get enough of. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like uh, like sometimes I, as I as I play, I get less and less, I guess, disappointed about the mistakes and more and more accepting that this is just my playthrough. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm definitely going to do it again as like a really smart, fast, dumb man. I want to do it as a strong man, as a really strong person. Yeah. I want to finish doing it as a psycho and then do it as like a weird idiot. Yeah. Yeah. How long is this game? 40 hours. Oh, that's the length. I love. Well, I mean, I'd play this game for 100 years, but a 40 hour playthrough sounds fun. And then two or three of those sounds like right. Yeah, you, You have enough time. 
You have <laughs> yeah. enough time to do it right now. Yeah, I, now's the fucking time to just go I, ham. Hey, on, I, right? I don't. I, I got a whole list of PC games I got to play now, boys. Uh, I just downloaded XCOM Chimera Squad. <laughs> oh yeah, is have you played that at all? This is good. I just what start, is that? Um, it's it's like um, it's a new game from the. It's like after XCOM Two. It's really it's a fun premise because essentially after the events of XCOM Two, they've decided that like aliens and humans will live together in harmony on Earth. Um, and you basically play as a, a SWAT team uh, of like human alien hybrids. Um, so some of your squad like has like alien powers. Uh, and they, what they did, the main big difference between this and other XCOMs is uh, they changed the turn system. So uh, normally it goes your your team, their team, your team, their team. Mm -hmm. And they've split it up to where there's a there's a board on the side of the screen that, where all of the players are mixed up. So it's like like your player goes, then maybe two of theirs goes, then two of yours. Oh. And, and it's all in like, the, in like the fire emblem style. Yeah. And it's all built on it's all built on these like dice rolls that you can sort of stat and spec for to like move yourself higher up on the boards and stuff like that. So it's really interesting. Uh, it's way different. And so that's been cool. And then I, I've also, but I just bought XCOM, but I really want to check out Gears Tactics because I've been hearing very good so things about Gears Tactics. Is that Tactics. like a, an xcom -y game, but set in the world of everyone's favorite Bay, uh, Gears? Yeah. Yes, everyone's favorite Michael Bayhem game. Um, yeah, people, people are saying machine rocks. Should people still have chainsaws on their guns? You... Bet your ass they do. Okay, that's like, that innovation, honestly, when I was a kid and that game came out, that was like mind-bending. Incredible. I used to play <laughs> Gears of War 2 online tournaments. Um, Holy shit, and, pro uh, you pro-gamer. You don't even need a PC to be a pro-gamer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, back then... <laughs> yeah, it's in your when, heart it's in your heart forever like worms that's true yes oh god i'm so excited to play worms uh now that we figured it out um yeah because not only guys little little tip here if you want to play local multiplayer with your friends online you can with this thing called parsec it's p-a-r-s-e-c me and lux figured it out the other day and we were playing some local co-op at the same time it was pretty good yeah, it's pretty wild it's unlocked a lot of possibilities we're growing it's stronger true. every day with our tech it's true <laughs> um that's it's on it's unbelievable it's undeniable um i want to get some more from rory on on disco Elysium while we're here since we yeah, got a, a guest who's playing on it so like rory what's um is there anything like specific that jumped out at you that you want to talk about? Cause I know you've been messaging me about things you liked about it, but anything you want to talk about in the pod zone. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I literally just woke up and hadn't thought about what I, what I had oh, a question for Rory. Cause Rory's an art guy, dude. Oh, yeah, great um, idea. How would you describe this art? Because I am sort of like transfixed by it. And it's, it's like, I, I, I want to get that perk so I can just zoom out even more and just take it all in. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about contemporary schools of art. I don't. I would just describe it as cool. Okay. Um, cool and good. So uh, the, the contemporary schools that I know are uh, New School, Eugene Lang. Um, uh, you got, you got pointillism. You got expressionism. Gallatin. Well, I would like to bring up uh, this image for. Uh, contrast and uh, Roy's a visual guy, so if uh, um, 
Yeah, we saw this one. And there already. it is again. I've yeah. once again sent the group chat uh, the yeah. painting of Kim kissing Harry. It's good art. It's, it's really good. I mean, this one in particular, I think, really nails the visual style of the game and the game's art. Yeah, the game has a real, especially in the character portraits, is a real like impressionistic thing going on where like you don't get the whole image of stuff and it's just sort of like they're all kind of blurry mm-hmm. and your brain fills in the gaps in a way that's really fun. God, have um, you tried have you tried to remove the the awful smile that you have? No, I don't know how you do that. If you look in the mirror long enough, wait, have you looked in the mirror at all? No. Oh, okay. You, you got to look in the mirror. You got to look in the mirror in your hotel room. Okay, then I'll do you'll, that. You'll make a discovery. You'll make a I big discovery. I kind of thought uh, that when I found my badge, I'd get a new face. No. Uh, no incorrect. I found my badge and nothing changed. And I was like, oh, no, my terrible face. No. no. You, uh, have to, you, you, have you to, look in the mirror and... <laughs> you have to work uh, on your face. <laughs> after immediately... Uh, after... Arguing with yourself about whether or not you want to actually acknowledge what you look like. You see your own face and you have a horrifying frozen grin. Oh, no. Just. I'm the Joker, baby. You look. Yeah, it looks like you are so hungover that your face got frozen into a Joker grin. And I wonder if that'll be true now. And then you're more sickly and less malicious. And then it changes your bottom left icon. Yeah. But you can try to fight your own brain and make make your expression change. Yes, yeah, so you have to fight your own brain to do oh, it. Though. I'm pretty good. At, I'm pretty good at fighting my own brain because I have a high volition skill, which is how I've been able to either convince myself that it's cool to debase myself for others or that I need to yell at these strangers. <laughs> um, I'm having no problems with that because I'm a superstar cop. I'm a yeah. superstar cop and everything I do is cool and good. There, there's a spec where you can play as a homeless cop and insist. Oh, yeah. cop. Yeah, you can be a hobo cop and insist that you're homeless. And I, I think that just goes to show you how many different ways there are to play. That one's Rory. that one's probably my favorite of the things of the thoughts that I've internalized so far, <laughs> just because you, you can find money more easily, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. great stuff. I mean, great if you're stuff. looking for money, man, the tab key and that plastic bag is what you need. <laughs> I'm just so excited to see the it's end of this story of and, and just keep on diving in and see what new surprises it has. Cause it seems like a game that's full of surprises and I see why it was a lot of people's um, game of the year last year. Um, so yeah, I no. mean, I'll be honest if this game had come out last year, uh, Eric had been like, I, if I've been able to play it last year, probably would have been with Hunter on giving a game of the year. This is yeah. like beyond, beyond. You, you beyond. can always go back and retcon it. You, yeah, can, you can retroactive. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, you, you do a game of the year episode. We did. Just do. Just re-record your bit. Yeah. Just re-record your just bit. Slot it in. It in uh, just say. Just, just make completely. it. I, my turn is. I agree with Hunter. It's Disco Elysium. The end. Yeah. And then we just move on. Yeah. And make that episode ten minutes what, shorter. What was your game of the year? Um. What did I pick last year? Um. I know I have it written down. God, it's been so long to record that episode. Um. I think it wasn't. What was it? It was. It was um, Death Stranding. Yeah, it was Death Stranding. That's right. I think Death, Str- Death Stranding is still probably my game of 2019. Yeah, Death, well, Death Stranding, especially now. I mean, did you guys see oh, the delivery the, guy? Dude, fucking, I meant to send that to you, dude. That shit what is incredible. Rory, they've they fully turned the delivery guys into the into the Death Stranding. They were ro- showing stuff. a delivery guy in China who walks with a ro- robotic exoskeleton that has like the lifty boot things. 
from Death Stranding and a giant back thing filled with packages just like in Death Stranding. That sucks. It sucks so bad. It's It's, fucking crazy. It looks so exactly the same that I'm like, Kojima should be making money off those. Yeah, Kojima should just be president at this point. I I remembered my... I remembered my big takeaway from Disco Elysium. <laughs> okay, good. good, good yeah, Again, I, I need to great. reiterate, good, literally, I just woke up. I'm about yeah, to... I'm so about for to context, hit. before Rory gets into this, Rory woke up and I pinged him immediately and was like, hey, our guest who was supposed to be on, Hunter, Hunter. Um, <laughs> fucking bailed at the last minute. Do you want to talk about Disco Elysium? Because I ain't even playing it. And he was like, okay, I'll drink my coffee. And then we, you know, that was like... 10 minutes before the episode you know, starts. Hunter zero, zero is a time lot to like try the, to collect my thoughts or develop any kind of like thesis about my thoughts. Hunter's a lot like yeah, the detective fair. in this game. So, you know, he probably, he just didn't stat right for this episode. I mean, I, I, I would say maybe the greatest preparation I did for this is that I also was up until like five in the morning and had a few beers last night and then just immediately woke up and got into it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but the thing that I, I, I really am fascinated by by about the game so far is the way that I think this feels the most like playing a role playing game of like a, a pen and paper role playing game of any game that I've ever played. I really I, I, I know this is this is content, contentious. I've argued with Lux about this a lot just in, in my real life. Uh, I don't like RPG video games. I don't like like Final Fantasy or anything with like turn-based combat in it just immediately bores me. Yeah, you like some role-playing games. You like the Yakuza games. I mean, that's that's a different kind. Are, yeah. are you referring specifically to like uh, the, the newest one, which has turn-based combat in it, which no, is I, not... No, I, I, I was saying the turn-based combat's always been like the thing we fought about less than role-playing games. That were yeah, I mean... If you like zoom out, there's the idea of a role playing game like really broadly as being any anything where you're like hypothetically playing a role. Yeah. Counts as a role playing game. <laughs> sure. But I, 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 I went somewhere in between turn based combat and that. But sure. Yeah. I see uh, your point. What, what, I, what I meant specifically is like, especially with things like, say, Final Fantasy, where like the primary mechanics of, of the way combat works is fundamentally meant to like simulate what combat is in like say D D is like and it sucks and it's boring and i hate it <laughs> i mean fair and, and that's your thesis about disco elysium is that you hate rpgs <laughs> well okay so uh the way that it, it the reason why i don't like turn-based combat uh in rpg video games like that is um you know if you're, if you're playing like an actual role-playing game with friends like say i've been in a, in a game of call of cthulhu for the last couple of years uh, turn-based combat is like really interesting because you have time to think about infinite things that you could possibly do in that situation. <laughs> yeah, and in like say Final Fantasy, you're siloed into like three different decisions you could possibly make. Disco Elysium is like one of the few games that I've played where like it really does feel like you have a lot of different options that you can gra- reach on, and that it could go in a lot of different directions. Rather yeah. than being like fundamentally extremely determinist in the kind of decisions that you can make. I think that's super fair. But I've kind of had that feeling, too, where it's like in a lot of games similar to Disco Elysium, I've been like or in sort of but 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 less than it's sort of like well, what I'd love to do is like jump over this wall and grab that jacket and yeah. then sneak in or whatever. And then this game will be like, I bet you want to do that. That's an option you could do. Yeah. Um, and that's it's, fucking cool. And it's also just 
horrifying thinking about what the process was like in trying to <laughs> think through enough different possibilities yeah, for like every the, scenario yeah, all that the, that would be a yeah, viable way to make the a whiteboard game. with all the strings would be a psycho. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of photographs, a lot of push pins, a lot of red strings. <laughs> um, uh, the production yeah. budget of this game out of control for string. It's just like how we schedule our episodes. It's a lot. <laughs> how are we getting? To, how are we finding someone? <laughs> um so yeah i think that was good for now uh you know it feels like we got our f- first taste first dig into the game we're all loving it it's so good I, yeah it's I really, so good i i was in the middle of booting up the game when lux asked me to do i'm so true. sorry we just you lost 45 minutes of game time but uh, you can get oh, back to it do we want to see if natalie wants to go on and give us the animal crossing update real quick yeah wait natalie are you yeah, upstairs you want you want to talk about animal crossing about it uh, my animal crossing I, I just beat the game yo <laughs> oh, oh really yeah just beat the game hundo uh, for sundo and now they now they finally gave me my island designer so i can actually make roads which seems crazy to hold off on until you have to hit the credits all right uh here's natalie here's my girlfriend here we Hi. go uh, hey, natalie. Hey. welcome to Hi. animal crossing corner how, how would you describe yourself also since i just introduced you as my girlfriend and that's not really that's it Mm-hmm. Now you got, right, now here's you got some Natalie traits. Bradford, a painter uh, who's and tattoo apprentice whose work has. Um, I have 235 hours in Animal Crossing. So far. <laughs> there we go. Let's That's go. the stat we fucking Let's care go. about. Okay, That's qualified. what we need. Sorry, 240. Highly so qualified. That's fully 10 full days. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so Nat, uh, what's so? So you said I want to get right to this. You said off mic, but we could hear it that you play Animal Crossing in a way people don't like. Yeah, I mean, it's contested, but I I time travel a lot because that's the way I like to play the game. Yeah, I'll go back and forth. Like, um, I was time traveling until the Earth Day event, and I was like, okay, I'll set my clock back, play normal. Then I got pretty bored, like two days in, and just time traveled again. <laughs> Yeah. Whoa. So you do the like full clock reset, the classic GameCube Animal yeah. Crossing hack. Well, that was the first one I played was like GameCube Animal Crossing. And I didn't really reset back then, like for game mechanics. I think me and my friends would just be like, oh, let's go 10 years into the future or whatever the max amount was just to see. And, you know, there were just weeds. See how um, different everything is. Did everyone leave? Yeah. And the old ones, people could move away without like prompting. And the new ones, they had to check with you first, which is kind of nice. Or creepy, if yeah. Um, okay, so what's your island like? Tell us what you've done with these two hundred forty hours. We um, always like to I hear. Have... We always like to hear about people's <laughs> islands. Yeah, and does it feel bad that of... you're so far away from the Macklemore ten thousand hours? Is that really what he has put in? Oh, well, that's what Macklemore put into master rapping. Oh, t- oh 10, okay. I was like, he's played Animal Crossing ten thousand hours is to master um, anything. Shit. <laughs> well, Malcolm Gladwell said that, not Macklemore. No, pretty sure it was Macklemore. No. Okay, <laughs> no, maybe no. I'm the one who's wrong. I'm sorry, yeah. in the modern context, you, you whoever said it modernly owns the quote. <laughs> Macklemore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what's your island like? Tell us about this island. So I've definitely terraformed a lot. As soon as I unlocked that, I was like, oh no, I have to redo everything. Yeah, which I just time unlocked travel is useful it. there. That's a big part of why I was doing that. But it's pretty cute. I like the natural look. When hedges came in, everything turned into hedges. So solid, solid. So what's yeah, the- I've so got that was, that was a good a hundred hours graveyard. right there. <laughs> when the hedges yeah, came in, yeah, pretty much. I had to put a wrestling ring in. It's very cute. Yeah. 
Um, now, are you a big uh, are you a big stock market trader? So I'm not if I'm doing like I've done it a couple times. I think I've had like something above 500 on my own island once, but I'm not like invested in enough to travel to other people's islands to sell mm -hmm. because the f online community around that is wild. Yeah. And like entry fees and everything. I don't want to mess with that. Now, like uh, with. Yeah, there's like like it's like entry fees. Yeah, you have to pay yes. to get in. Holy Nook Miles shit. tickets are the currency. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm glad I've been playing just Disco Elysium and not fuck with Animal Crossing for a little bit. That sounds terrible. <laughs> or like some people are like, oh, yeah, let me come to your island. I'll tip you 100,000 bells. And it's like, yeah. you're, you're tipping 100,000? How much do you have then? That's insane. The prices for uh, villagers as well, like, I think they're starting to stabilize, but Raymond is still at like 500 Nook Miles tickets. Like yeah, that's insane, and yeah. you can and you can you can sell the characters. It's getting bad. It's getting dark. Yeah. Um, and and you know, <laughs> I think though with the time travel thing, the thing that you mentioned at the top, you know, some people will shame you, but like the the developers, they could make it so you can't do that. Right. And really, the only punishment is turnips. And I'm a pretty solitary player. Like during quarantine i have yeah. been going to people's islands and visiting more but generally since i'm pretty solitary i don't feel bad about it it's just the way i enjoy the game right yeah totally, totally. fair and if yeah. they if they if they wanted you to not do it they would do some type they of let me. like back to the future thing where like tom nook would start disappearing <laughs> yeah. especially because like people have been doing it since like 2004 or whatever so like yeah they 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 have to know it's a thing yeah um all right nat well thanks for the update on animal crossing yeah. Uh, we always like to check in with people's islands. Do you have anything you want to plug really quick? Do you have like a, you have a cool Instagram? Yeah. My Instagram is natpowertat. That's cool. great. Oh, I yeah. can remember that. Yeah. yeah I'm a it's... tattoo apprentice. Uh, I'm going to forget how to tattoo when our shop opens again, but yeah. I'll be I've the first, I'll be the first stuff. person back as a trial run. Yeah. I'll come all, all the way back to Austin to volunteer. I'll fly yeah. in. <laughs> she, she did that raccoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Nice. Yeah, I'm just practicing dope. with machine, but it's been good. Yeah. That's awesome. Her, her tattoos are very, very dope. All the ones I've seen yeah. kick a lot of ass. So I, bet Animal Crossing I, bet the, I bet the number one tattoo is going to be Animal Crossing tattoos. Oh, my God. I know. Rory just said I need to make a flash. Yeah, sheet. make Animal Crossing. Fla do do like Sailor Jerry pinups of Tom Nook. Oh, we were talking. I was planning to do like a Shrek pinup page forever, but I think Animal Crossing. Why not do both? Yeah, you're You've right. got time, dog. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Time doesn't exist anymore and everyone's dead. Like, do whatever you want. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad we killed time. Yeah. Pretty sick. It's been pretty sick. Um, all right. Well, that was awesome, right. dude. Thanks for coming on and saying hi, Nat. Uh, also, yeah. hi, dude. Um, good to see you. If you want to yeah. hand this back to Roy, we'll wrap this bad boy wrap up. Wrap it up. Um, all right, man. Well, that was great to hear from Natalie. Rory, it's been great to hear from you, as always. Um, I think that's probably going to do it for us today. We've already been going for an hour, and it's I'm tired. Damn. Um, uh, well... I think the main thing that I, I want to get across at this point uh, that I think we haven't discussed at all. Go sorry, I know this is just a, a last minute thing, oh, but please. it's no, really important it. to get it in. Um, I am now fully on board for the draft Jesse Ventura movement. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think that he he is the only person with like the proven leadership that we need in a time like this. Uh, if you just look at listen to uh, what he what he says towards the end of the Running Man when he like refuses to fight Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes. that is who we need right now. Yes, uh, I think and we he, need and someone. He, wrote, he improv that. 
I think we need someone who is brave enough to sue the estate of Chris Kyle. Uh, yeah. I think <laughs> end of sentence. That's what we need. I think we need. I think we need someone that looks uh, like one of those uh, Halloween haunted house props of an old farmer man, but then you pumped it with steroids and made it uh, like a living thing. God, yeah, no, he's he's turned into muscular crypt keeper. Muscular crypt keeper, yeah, he's turned into it fucking yeah. rules. And I, and I and I think at this point, if we're going to go up against the death himself, I don't see any other uh, warrior <laughs> in the arena with the right uh, stats. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think uh, Jesse Ventura's best bet to take Biden down to and do a little bit of wet work, if you know what I mean. We go Ventura. When he'd never do it, but we go Ventura and Bernie for VP. The Ventura Bernie ticket is all I want in my there in would my just world. Be so much yelling. And yeah, be great. It would, it would be, be like it would be like Passover. I love it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, Rory, you can uh, if you want to refresh people's memories on the websites and the Instagram real quick and the Twitter stuff. I'll do them. Pisscastle.com. SkeletorWizard.com. Skeleton Wizard. Uh, the most important one to remember is GarfieldXXX.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, at Pisscastle on Twitter. Is it also at Pisscastle on Instagram? No, it's at Rory Blank. At Rory I can't Blank get team. at Rory Blank on Twitter. Somebody else has it, and they got their account suspended permanently. Oh, that sucks. That hey, is um, the main reason why I'm Piss Castle on Twitter is because I, I can't get my own name. I can't get my name either, and I'm, I'm considering a, a handle change during the quarantine. That's how psycho I feel. Yeah, I mean, I've I, mine's changed. I'm at Tailboy now. Uh, Griffin, aren't you just Griffin P. Davis? Yeah, yeah, and I think I, I think it could be so much more. <laughs> but that is your name. <laughs> I just, I just wanted it to be Griffin Davis. Oh, because you hate P. No, I love the P. I, I, I but I, you can't fit Patrick in there. Yeah, but you got P. Anyways, I'm going what for. What about just being uh, P. Dave? I'm going for um, Piss Castle underscore Griffin. It's my new one. So <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Uh, you have to sign a franchising agreement with me before I can relinquish that name. It, to it's you, like fa- it's like Phase Clan, right? Yeah, you have you, your members. Uh, yeah, I think well, it's time to branch out. Yeah, go to twitch.tv slash Choomroom, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. We're doing all sorts of different stuff. We're experimenting. Tonight I'm doing a stream from the bath. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen next? Uh, cool. Check out uh, NEAS. I've been doing more work for Not Even a Show on uh, YouTube during the quarantine. Mm-hmm. So go check them out. Mm-hmm. Um, we've hit. We've been hitting Gorka. We've been hitting all your favorites. We got Shapiro. We got Hannity. We've you got been them on the show. All. You got him on the show. We we pranked him. Really? You got you prank Gorka, dude. I, we pranked Gorka. I've made a hundred dollars off of pranking Gorka. Ah, <laughs> oh, I. Okay, I gotta go check this out. Yeah, um, you gotta check out the show. Not even a show. It fucking rules. Um, I didn't forgive uh, you, Alex Jones's phone number. Uh, we can't use it on the show because has to be. We have to use stuff that they are already broadcasting, so we have to hit him on his actual show, which is pretty tough. Um, but anyways, that's gonna do it for this week, except for the important detail that I almost forgot but didn't this time, which is that Haley, our incredible editor and producer, is on Instagram and YouTube at Eat Every Sound, and you should check her shit out because it is absolutely phenomenal food based ASMR that will make you a happy person. Uh, yep. Unless you don't like uh, food sounds, in which case, stay away. Yep. Um, but otherwise, that's going to do it for us this week. My name is Lux. I'm your host, your host, Griffin Davis. Your guest is Rory Blank. Your internet is by Matthew Morton. Your editor and producer is Haley Clement. Your uh, art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, internet. We love you very much. Bye.